0: hey what is good people this is episode 62 this is sports debate tuesday and the episode starts right now step onto a world where there's no one left but the very best, no MC contest. Yes, yes, y'all. What's up? Hey, we got to get the rights to that, man. We waiting for waiting for that, man. These people are stalling me. That's going to be our new intro when we get, get our stuff completely together. Guys, episode 62. Guys, this is Sports Debate Tuesday. And along with Rob, keep it, McLean, McLean. I am the one and only Jason DeBiss. And we have our trilogy of topics we have to shame or not to shame got quick question a whole bunch of stuff a whole lot of UFC events are going on right I mean are there too many I mean that's that's crazy right um Schroeder gets thrown out ejected along with Kyrie Irving that's going to be our shame to shame or not to shame but first things first Rob McLean over the weekend the Nets played the Lakers and something that could have been uh symbolic of of um finals implications right except a whole bunch of people are missing. Harden didn't play. Um, LeBron didn't play. AD didn't play. No LeBron, no AD. No problem as the Lakers just, just breezed past these guys. It was competitive for a little bit until Kyrie kind of caught a little fit, got thrown out of the game. Still put up a lot, like 18 points, I believe. Um, I'm going to check the stats for a minute. I, I believe he put up... Yeah, He put up 18 points in 21 minutes, so he looked like he was on his way to having a good game until that happened. And so... We're gonna have some spill off on this conversation, um, said way to, to shame or not to shame. But the question, Rob, is who is more important to their team um, from now going into the playoffs or to, to whatever end? Is it James Harden for the Nets, or is it LeBron James for the Lakers?
1: You know, I was thinking about this a lot, and um, you know, to be to be honest, the regular season once you make it into the playoffs consecutive years, the regular season really doesn't matter. So if we're talking about the regular season, um, you know, or the, you know, for seeding or going further in the playoffs, getting to that uh, best team to beat, uh, whether it's the finals or the conference finals um, in your own conference, um, usually that's LeBron, that's the guy. Um, But what he doesn't usually have is that I'm going to close this game out. I'm going to close this series out. Series out type of potential, and that's what I still feel like the Lakers don't have. I do believe the Lakers will always beat a team in in seven games. That's just the way they're built. They're built to go the long haul to beat a team and just to keep wearing them down. But when you talk about the Brooklyn Nets, and again, they've added so many pieces since the beginning of the season, it is really it is kind of unfair just um, because Aldridge you're basically too. they're basically an all star team on the floor. I mean, if you think Lamarcus Aldridge. Blake Griffin, KD, Harden, and Kyrie, at, at some point, they're going to be on the floor together. Like, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> but, like, even before LaMarcus and Blake got on the team, Kyrie, and even before Harden got on the team, Kyrie and KD really didn't separate themselves as a duo to be, to, to threaten, let's say, even the Bucks or the 76ers. But when they got Harden, the game changed. And even, uh, you know, people talk about now, when you, when you look at the list, Kyrie Irving's the third best player in that team. Um, Harden's number two, KD's number one. And what Harden does to a team may not show on the stat sheet all the time. Yeah, he gets his triple doubles, but he's still not scoring 30 points a game anymore. But what he does just, like, in transition to make it easy buckets – to make other people start playing better and more uh, cerebral, um, as in KD and Kyrie. I think he's a difference maker within the league. Uh, I think there's nobody better than him at the moment. I think at, he's again, MVP he right play, now? I wouldn't say MVP. I just say, you know, there's certain players that have such a degree of intangibles, like like Draymond Green, couple like three or four years ago. You know, you're not going to say he's the MVP of the league or even the MVP of Golden State Warriors but at the end of the day he does so many things that their team wouldn't be anywhere without him and James Harden doesn't even play the best defense that's how impactful he is on the offensive uh, offensive side of the ball so when you're talking about who is the bigger difference maker um, who makes a bigger impact for their team um, I think LeBron probably makes a bigger impact overall on the team but when you're talking about that one or two percent at the at the, at the best when the, when you're playing the best of the best, I think James Harden is that X factor that that, that brings Brooklyn over the top. So I, I'm going to have to go with James on this
0: one. Well, before I give you my answer, you brought up something very, very interesting. Like a lot of the games, a lot of the quality wins, and these are like the blowout wins are the games that, that James Harden doesn't put up big numbers. You know, I think he's evolved in a sense where – when you're on a team of all stars like that, right? Some, 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 some guys are gonna have numbers nights. Some maybe there's maybe there's some incentives for putting up numbers by the end of the season, bon- performance bonuses and whatnot. But at this point, I don't think monetary gain is is his 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 thing. I think it's getting a championship ring. I know he was really really close. Um, I remember he went to seven games with. Um, um, the Golden State Warriors, and he, he just had an absolute trash game that last one—a game that you yeah. never seen Harden play so poorly before, and you're probably most likely never see again. But Le- um, I got to push back on you in this one. I got to go Lebron James. I go, I go Lebron James being more important to the Lakers because wherever that man goes, um, you're in the championship picture winning, or you're in the championship picture losing. And the same has not been said for for James Harden yet. You know, I mean, I, I know I got that in the back of my mind, but to me, until you are, you aren't. So to, it's really, really tight, and I could see if, like, everybody, if everyone brings their, 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 their ones, if everybody's not injured, I wouldn't be totally surprised to see Harden, Durant, Kyrie Irving, and every other um, um, long of the all-star that they have actually win, you know, beat the Lakers four games or two. Uh, I mean, I picked the Lakers to win that series, but if the, the Nets win – and that's tough for me, cause you know, I'm a Brooklyn Nets fan. <laughs> you know, I traded in my hat. In fact, it's over here somewhere. I can't reach it. So, so for me, I go as a common denominator that everything you said about Harden doesn't have to put up big numbers to win. Um, can can be a walking triple double if you if if the other team lets him. Can put up huge numbers and still lose by a lot. <laughs> you know, can put up dismal numbers, you know, and just pass off the ball because I think, right, LeBron right now is the best passer, um, one of the top three best passers in the history of the game. I think of Magic, uh, Irving, Magic Johnson. I think of Larry Bird, and I, I shove LeBron into that category because, man, he's he's so good. It's so good at just looking up the field, throwing touchdown passes, just throwing uh, no looks, throwing look, looks, throwing bullets. But when it comes to being the most important thing in the team, meaning that they're not even in the championship picture without them, I got to go with the king. I got to go with LeBron James. Um, yep. and I, I think he lost his MVP, you know, shot. Now he's out. I think he's out three more weeks. I think um, Anthony Davis is out fourteen more days. So Harden, I don't know. I mean, too, I, I mean, I mean Lord, he, uh, he's out too for the next week
1: <laughs> with the hamstring. You know, um, KD's not really hasn't hasn't played enough to to prove he's he's MVP worthy.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, I think the MVP voting is definitely open. You yeah. know, open for a, a new player to kind of come in there and Gian- Giannis hasn't really played that great this year. Um,
0: you know, I really it's, it's like definitely Lillard. open. I really like Lillard. I I mean he he won't get it, but the fact that people are talking about him, man, he's gonna do some more Hulu commercials. <laughs> Hulu doesn't just have live sports; it's a well, lifestyle. It's, it's a lifestyle. <laughs> Come on, man. That's that's, that's up good. there with Baby Shark, man. <laughs> ah, for the people who got kids, y'all understand. And for the people that don't understand, we're going to drop this topic and we're moving on the to topic too. Uh, bring your attention not just to the UFC, but to mixed martial arts. Before I introduce a topic question, a nice little caveat, 1FC uh, made their debut on TNT. Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson fought. Um, Man, th- they're... Those lighter weight classes and 1FC are deep, dude, deep, 135, 125. Um, um, I'll get into a little bit about the weigh-in process, which is why it's more equal on the ground and, and how what you have to be um, on fight day, the weight you have to be at the weigh-ins and, and the weight you have to be on fight day. Demetrius Johnson lost to someone that was longer, leaner, and younger, and, and he got caught And a fight that I thought he was winning, by the way. I thought Demetrius was winning that fight. Uh, Bellator was this weekend Ryan Bader um, Avengers lost Beat Machida Kat Zingano is back God bless this chick So Now that I talked to about Bellator Which is going to be on Next Friday And over the weekend uh, um, FC is going to be on again Eddie Alvarez fought last week too By the way Let's talk about the UFC The UFC has, uh, t- is going to have A total of 40 events By year's end and some of my friends have complained that there's an oversaturation uh, of of events that kind of like thins out the quality of the brand so rob my question to you is is the ufc putting on too many events
1: absolutely not i mean i think they're taking advantage of the space that's there um you know most of the college seasons are cut short most of the high school seasons are cut short um you have you know, a lot of sports that are playing or that are that are navigating in, in different areas, like the NBA right now, um, they're navigating at different times than they they, they normally would. Um, yeah, I just think it's it's great for them to try to get as much out, much material out as possible, especially if they're cutting fighters. Um, they should be able to have a ton of people at their disposal to fill cards, make matchups um and be able to take on new new talent to to be able to fill those fill those holes and make them you know decent cards um i do know what why what people are talking about when they talk about set, uh, oversaturation of the cards but at the end of the day when when you when you when you watching a, an event it's really for the main you know the main card which is one or you know one fight from each weight division maybe you know it's not like uh you know, you have a 12 fight main card, you know, there's six fights in the main card and then it's off to the next weekend. So I don't think it's really that that much. If anything, I feel like this is almost uh, what they should have been doing all along is uh, regardless of good fights or bad fights, just put as many fights out as possible um, as a business. I think that's just a smart
0: move. So Rob, um, supposed to be a debate show, but once again, I find uh, we should just call the sports agreement show, okay? Sports <laughs> Agreement Tuesday. I got to go with you on this one because once the UFC decided what they wanted their identity to be, right? I mean, when you consider mixed martial arts as a whole and UFC uh, uh, to get its its deserved recognition from going from the red, you know, being in the red to being in the black. And really, I got to say, I can only judge UFC from the ultimate fighter. The tough one thing when they had Griffin and Bonner fight on on live TV and all of my all of my friends were calling each other, yo, these two white white dudes are beating the shit out of each other. Um, from that point, I think it was 2005 all the way up to this point. The la- it's been it's been MMA's been a sport for 30 years, but really the UFC UFC's been in the black for 15 years, and for 15 years they've tr- tried to find an identity Rob. And now, do we want to be like boxing? If we want to be like boxing, we can't have all these damn shows. This, you know, because boxing is was is star-supported and everybody else that's not a star like Mayweather or whatever, believe it or not, if you look at the actual numbers, are making less than the UFC um, up-and-comers. Because everyone's like, oh, Dana White's cheap or this and that. Oh, they don't make a lot of money and they're not wrong. But anyone that compares it to boxing is wrong. I mean, there's Mayweather, there's the Pacquiao, there's these guys, and everybody else is making like 5000 You know, to show and win. You know, Dana's, I think, offering 20 to show, 20 to win. So, plus, perform incentives and performance bonuses, which is still not a lot. But, Rob, MMA has attracted a lot of wrestling fans. At sports entertainment fans away. MMA has attracted a lot of uh, people who have respect and appreciation of the sweet science where people just use their hands. They found something in the middle. When you find something in the middle, you have to find an identity where it's a true combat sport, where people can still follow your stars, and at the same time, have show after show after show, like the WWE or WWF or or, um, whatever, whatever, nonstop action, whatever the hell's on TNT right now. Having those shows generates fan support and no one ever called like professional wrestling they don't call it a sport but they sure as all don't call it an oversaturation you know Monday Night Raw I think is the longest running show on on TV right now Monday Night Raw Smackdown probably not that far behind so gotta go with you a big emphatic yes because I think if people don't want to watch a certain match don't watch it but if you want, I mean, last week Vittori fought um, um, Holland, Kevin Holland. Kevin came in as a super sub and filled filled in for Darren Till. I watched mm-hmm. that match. I didn't watch the whole card. I I, I skipped some matches. Of course, I watched exactly. Mackenzie Dern against um, Nina and who's was now Nina Nunez. Um, congratulations, because we thought Nunez uh, we thought Nunez is gonna win that, and and Dern surprised everybody with a with a slick submission. You know. Good sportsmanship at the end. I like that. I love Kevin Holland, man. I know he talks a lot of junk, but the one word out of all that shit talking, right? The one word I get out of all of those is yes. Pick up my phone, say yes. Got it. He's got
1: to go back to the to the drawing board, though. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, he's. He, I mean, he's trying to build up his brand. And next, you know, he got shoved in against a number six and a number five. <laughs> You yeah, know.
1: but... And, you Brunson's know, not a bum. He's, he's a bum
0: when he fights Adesanya.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I, but at the end of the day, he's, you know, the the reason why Adesanya is probably, like, a better matchup for him is because Adesanya's not going to take him down.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: know, he's got to... And just like Adesanya had to do, he has to go back to the drawing board and figure <sighs> out how to get people to stop taking him down so that he can fight people standing up. You know, I don't care who you are. You're not good enough to fight off your back. It's just what it is. Yeah, I mean... Even, even, even the best jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu uh, practitioners in the world, if you're fighting the MMA and you're on your back, they still have a chance that they can get knocked out. Yeah. They can just get ground and pounded over and over and over again and then just get tired. You know, So you got to figure out a way to stand your feet.
0: Yeah, Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belts, when you're on your back and you get punched in the face... You're a white belt. <laughs> that's that's exactly. that's that's how the saying goes. Yeah, but I'm, I I co-sign with you, but it's basically I'm citing as a pretext that mixed martial arts has found its identity, and when you have its identity, well, you want to do a lot of shows. Um, let's do a lot of shows, man. And and the purists are gonna watch every show, and now the purists are probably gonna get fired from their job because just last week alone, like one FC. I watched every match. I don't know how, right? Bellator, I watched every match. I watched Pitbull the last week, too. um, Who, by the way, I think is, uh, um, if they did like a 155-pound rankings, he's like number four, whether it's UFC or not. I think he's right behind Khabib and um, right next to um, Chandler and – Who's our guy? Justin Gaethje. You know, I mean, the UFC has picked up champions from everybody. Chandler was, a, you know, the Bellator champion. Um, Gaethje was the um, World Series of Fighting champ. If you remember, Eddie Alvarez um, was the um, also a Bellator champ. If you remember, Gilbert Melendez, that was a strike force champ. So the UFC did a good job consolidating all the, the best lightweights. But this dude, he's got a brother, too, that's, that's almost as good as him. But but Patricio Pitbull, man, watch out for that dude. Mm. Yep. Um yeah, Mighty Mouse got hit. Uh something that surprised me because one FC, you can knee an opponent to the head if they're grounded. So he got hit and he dropped on his butt and when he's on his butt he got kneeed again and I'm like, Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. And it was still going. So it's it's one of those things I was like, Wow, okay, cool, you know? Um, yeah. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> all I got for MMA. maybe we got um an event coming up this weekend that um it's uh Whitaker. Whitaker, I'm actually gonna
1: Gasolum, eh? Right?
0: Yeah, Kelvin Gasoline. I was just gonna put it up for a minute to see if we could do some picks on this, maybe on quick question or whatever, and this and that. Jeremy Stevens, Jakar Closeman hasn't fought in a couple of years. Watch out for that person. Um
1: Orlovsky coming yeah. back from the dead.
0: Yes, Sherman's won four in a row, so that's a good match for Orlovsky. L- Luis Pena is Pena, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Me, he looks I'm, like uh... right. he looks like you, dude. Looks like your freaking <laughs> little brother. if you ever seen him? Ricardo Ramos, Man. watch out for that dude. Alexander Romanov, heavyweight, undefeated, thirteen and zero. All thirteen of his wins, Um eight submissions, five knockouts. So, so he's a guy I'm going to keep uh, an eye on. And um, pretty good. Yeah.
1: And Gerard uh, Marchart, Yes. The guy who got one times KO'd by, uh, by Kima, uh, what yeah. is it, Ka- Chimeo?
0: Yep. Chimeo. You got yeah. it. <laughs> we'll, see maybe,
1: we'll see maybe if he can get a little comeback action uh show what he's worth there.
0: If you look at his wins, though, the, um, how many wins by submission? I mean, we pretty much knew if he, his path was that and it's very, very hard to submit a long and rangy guy who chooses not to take the fight to the ground. You know what I mean? You know He's got good wrestling defense, and you know if he's a Dagestan guy or one of those East Coast guys, one of them Samba dudes, if he don't want to go to the ground, he ain't going to go to the ground. So, Mm -hmm. you know, man, eat your heart out, American wrestlers, because these Russian dudes are coming, man. None of them growing mustache, too. All just looking like Keebler elves, Nabisco shredded wheat. Elves. Well,
1: and, and even talking about American wrestling, uh, Jordan Burroughs lost uh, uh, an American Trials uh, oh. to to Kyle Drake like a week ago. So, you know, changing of the guard right there.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I, I wish he won because as far as moving the needle for wrestling and generating. A, uh, when I say moving the needle for the people listening at home, someone who's transcendent, transcendent meaning that people that don't watch the sport know who you are or people that follow the sport casually. You know, it's that's then names are given. For example, Mm -hmm. Conor McGregor, right? People you don't watch MMA. People don't watch MMA. They know who he is. Hulk Hogan, right? Or or The Rock. So these are these are Kerry Walsh, beach volleyball, right? Transcendent people or Misty May at the time. Her and and Kerry, transcendent um, um, elite athletes. Well, speaking of the beach, that's where we're going. Don't mean to make you uncomfortable Rob I know you're an active player so um, I'm gonna ask you a question that might might have you border on on casting aspersions on your own your own kin so Um, but I gotta I gotta I gotta I gotta do this because this is our wheelhouse Rafi Polis we've Freaking love that dude. Who my 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 right, my candidate for most improved player of the year so far, in Satterfield. Um, journeyman turned into hitman for hire <laughs> have gotten together and beat. We threw a lot of people. I mean, in the, in the tournament that had Rosie and Samuel, uh, um, Superman Sean Rosenthal and um Jeff Samuels in the semifinals. That had David Lee and Ty Loomis in the finals. This is a. Uh, this is a fundraiser for for the to benefit the Boys and Girls Clubs in Austin, Texas. I'm pretty sure Bobby Jones has his fingerprints all over from, from Project Serve. Um, of course, CBD, my man Cali Bear, Chris Ships. Chris Ships, big plug, man. Gotta come back on the show. Uh, we'll talk about him later. But I think as a player and me as a coach and a commentator, uh, we have three different levels of wheelhouse, you as an elite athlete, me as a coach, both of us as commentators. This is a big win. It's a big win. This is probably the biggest win, I think Rafi and Ian's probably had in their in their, in their professional career. Uh, I mean, and I guess the tough question is: Does Paulus? Do you see Rafi and Satterfield being a team the rest of the year? And would they would they will they can would they continue to make a good team? Tough question.
1: Um. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think it goes to any any active players or teams um you know especially in these covet times where a lot of things are changing a lot of things are happening um i think any type of stability is really good so if you've any anybody who finds like a really good partnership right now in this year you know even going back to evan and, and logan before on uh, the last podcast where if you have something going right now you should probably keep it you know because there's a lot of things happening a lot of things changing and you know, if you can keep something stable um and secure you know that'll help out uh in the steps going forward so yeah i mean f- at least for the season you know or at least for a couple tournaments to see how, how how it rocks but uh again you don't really know where the next tournament is you don't know where it's going to be so to have something rock solid kind of makes it a lot easier
0: no nah, no doubt um rob i gotta go no <laughs> i gotta go no um and I think I'm going no because I got to see Rice, uh, Aaron Rice, uh, Aaron Rice, um, who um, was Rafi's partner, like in the country quotas, and 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 the, um, I think they had like a Hermosa Beach Invitational, like a like a like a mini tournament, one of those secret society get together type things, and watching him and Rice play, and watching him and Satterfield play, chemistry wise, not talent. Because I think, I think Rice and Satterfield are right there with each other. Uh, I mean, as far as like who I like and who I know, man, I got to go Satterfield. Satterfield's awesome. He's an awesome human being. He was on the podcast. You know, we shot the esh a little bit. And you always root for someone nice, uh, which we can go right back to this dude. But if they're going to stay together, I will say this. Stay together now. Don't switch back and forth. Marry each other. Travel together, go to the hotels. Don't be like, no, nah, I'm gonna play with this guy this week and this that guy this week. It is April of 2020, and I think that's what you were kind of getting at. Like they are a good team, and if they're and if they're gonna be the and if you and if they're gonna be a team, be a team. I think that's maybe what you were trying to say. I don't I, I don't know what this or that, but I say if he goes with him, stay with him. Don't switch back and forth to to Rice or whatever. You know, because these partnerships and making the main draw is not an easy thing to do, right? When you look at the qualifier, everybody's like, oh, those guys, quali-. and, I, and I, I criticize all people all the time for being in a qualifier for years and years and not even making a draw. But something I need to remind everybody that I'm only half kidding because the qualifiers represent the best regional winners, right? Dettler, oh, Pottstown Rumble, you know, this guy... uh. What Miles Evans, right? He didn't qualify. Seaside winner with Bill Kalinski, multiple-time Seaside winner, the Baumgrens. You know, Wapaka doubles, Wapaka threes, you know? So these are re, the re, uh, Angel Dacia. Don't even get me started, man. That dude's awesome. He's a savage. Bruno Emery. All of these guys are, are regional winners and respectable uh, players, uh, winners not just players, but winners in, in their regions. And it's not easy to come to this place you don't train and you don't practice and just land on the plane and, and think you're going to qualify. Roshitz, Cannoli, that's someone else I want to plug in. Um, so my heart says yes because they're two nice guys that deserve each other. And Rafi Paulus has been playing... His defense, his jumps, his served to space, his transition game is just out of it. I've never seen him play this well in my life, or maybe, maybe even possibly his. You know, um, and he ain't call me back. So we, we, you know, me, me, and him got to settle up because he, he was, he was, I wanted him to talk about this tournament, but, but um, my my head says says uh, rice. My head says rice. My heart says says Satterfield. My head says rice. If I'm wrong, and if Rafi wins uh, wins either way, that's that's a good thing. <laughs> that's a good thing. I remember a couple of years ago, I said nah, the crab's gonna win the AVP, right? And you know, this year, and when Taylor won, he's like, you know, dude, you need to work on your future seeing skills, bro. So so. I'm okay being wrong. That's what that's what this this show is about. This show is about uh, predictive validity, having fun. And if you're wrong, you're wrong. And if you're right, you're right. And I don't. And I'm very, very careful because we uh, we I, I speak for you. If we criticize someone, we attack volleyball players with volleyball. That's fair game. You know, you don't, if you got a problem with that, this ain't your show. <laughs> you know, I didn't say anything about Rafi's mother. I, you know, I didn't, I didn't say he should die. I, I didn't say he should become vegan or <laughs> something, you know, something silly like that. So for me, we're going to get on and off of this as fast as we can. Um, And I say, I say no, but, but, but I'll never know. You know, it's my opinion. My brain says no, but my heart. So if I follow my heart, they probably win anyway. I mean, think about it. Rafi's won with both partners. It's, a good, it's one of them good problems, dude. So this dude, Evan Corey, played a tournament, made the finals. And watch this win, dude. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that blowing. You see that blowing? Yo, the wind makes cowards of us all, my dude. Look at that thing blow, Rob.
1: Yeah, I'm watching the tent on the side, too. It's like that's what I'm saying. Completely off. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I heard this game got canceled, so. It
0: did. (laughs) I think I was trying to get to the very end where they just said to hell with this. This is supposed to be the finals. I just want to see a serve. I think you got the wind coming towards us, right? So watch this serve fly. Oh, I I don't think they're going to do it. I think they're done. Yeah. Yeah, To hell with that. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) <laughs> like bye. <laughs> so, congratulations to Evan Corey making it to the finals again, and I mean, playing with JD Hamilton. I mean, I would love JD someone I would love to have on the podcast. I understand he's he's beloved in the South, and he's so respectable and so so good. And um, you trained with him or, uh, or played with him or against him a bunch of times, right? mm mm-hmm. yeah. 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 I you gotta I, love JD. I, oh, man. Pff, yeah. I mean. I mean, if you don't know, like JD, man, something wrong with you. <laughs> Something's wrong with me because I'm taking my own show and I'm trying to jump out of this topic into the, to the next topic, which, of course, is one of my personal favorite. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I bring you to shame or not to Shame. 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 Okay, let's do Robbie. Let's do this. Let's do my scoreboard. And that. Nope, let's reverse like that. Rob, what's up, man? (laughs) To shame or not to shame? Kyrie Irving gets ejected from the Saturday game, but Schroeder also gets ejected. Rob, to shame or not to
1: shame? Um, yeah, definitely shame. I mean, I understand the double technical because the way they were talking at each other. Um, but the way, first of all, Kyrie, the fact that he initiated the whole instigation, um, you know, Schroeder didn't do anything really at Kyrie. He was just really talking to the ref, and then Kyrie kind of goes up in his face. I get they call it double technicals now on that, but. Honestly, after those double technicals, I didn't even think either one of them deserved another technical after that, Um, especially, again, as a ref realizing these are their top players on either team uh, and we're here for the fans and we're here for, you know, to get the best basketball experience you can. You know, I think a double technical in that instance is fine. You don't need to continue and give them another technical. But at the end of the day, it was Kyrie really that deserved double technical in the first place. He should have been out of the game and I, they didn't even call a double technical on Schroeder until after Kyrie. So I didn't really see anything before or after Kyrie got the technical for Dennis Schroeder to get the t. But again, it's just ridiculous. I don't think it should have gotten that far in the first place.
0: Rob McLean, I got to go with shame, shame. Shame. First of all, there shouldn't have been a double technical in the beginning. All right. Kyrie Irvingson is, is bowing up on him. He's trying to back up. He's trying to put his hands up, trying to de-escalate the situation. And Kyrie remains in his in his face. That shouldn't have been a double technical. That should have been a single, single technical on Kyrie Irving and not a technical on Schroeder. Second of all, when Kyrie gets ejected, they the referees claim that Schroeder did like this little mini wave, this little bye-bye thing, which so far, uh, I mean, the tape, you really, really, really have to look for it. So, to me, it should have been a, a, two, a double technical for one, and a, sig- a possibly a signal, te- a single technical for the other. Kyrie Irving uh, later tweeted that. He got he got in his face because he used the n word, which I think is absolute garbage. Because he got into his face and then he said the n word. See, the n word didn't happen before; it happened afterwards. That kind of supposedly escalated the situation. And in the situation where Kyrie not only has been called that that the um the affectionate um uh, uh, the, the 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 igga version of that and not um you know the the classic one that should be banned everywhere <laughs> um. I got to go shame. I got to go shame on the rest. And I got to go even bigger shame on Kyrie Irving. You know, what the hell's wrong with him, man? You know, I mean, this he's such a bright, intelligent dude. Um, and I say what the hell's wrong with him because, to my knowledge, neither one of them have been, been ejected from a, uh, a game in their career. So the referees got a double dip. Both of them got ejected for the first time in their career. Kyrie has never been ejected from a game. So the whole thing to be so uncharacteristic and be in someone's face and still keep going that that got the second technical just left me scratching my head rob it it was not him so everyone was thinking like if that's not this guy's style you've never been thrown out of a game what did this dude say oh he said the n word i'm like man come on stop it but Kyrie, actually since the the floyd incident last year he's been hypersensitive about about the, the this i don't like to use the word social justice but i just called i just called this this issue that we are having in the united states of america that, that people are, are summarily ignoring you know now as far as whether someone could get to use the n-word or whatever and this and that i don't think it's up to a referee <laughs> you know I, I think you got two black men one has an issue one has doesn't have an issue with it i think they should discuss that I think on a social level, on a construct on a construct level, maybe old school black people who think the word should be buried, any variation of the word, the ER word or the IGGA word, um, should just be all buried together, needs to have a discussion from this this generation and the generation before our generation and the generation after ours who found a way to take this word that's meant to be demeaning and oppressive and find a way to, uh, found a way for it to be endearing. So for me, I say let 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 the black man talk to the black man, let the white person be be an audience and don't say nothing because uh, you know they're the ones that 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 put black people into this mess in the first place by by inventing this word to 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 oppress and, and and enslave and deny deny um civil civil whatever monetary any kind of right that a black person deserves as much as every other whatever so white people stay out of it but i really want to know more about it
1: well i gotta say this man and 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 You know, this is a lot bigger than just these two guys figuring out how they want to talk to each other. You know, at the end of the day, if you don't feel comfortable saying it or you have to ask somebody, should I say it or is it socially acceptable? Don't say it. (laughs) And the other time, if you say it because you feel like it's socially acceptable, then you need to be able to understand that there could be consequences behind it or I said it to the right person and they understand where I'm coming from both of those no matter who you are no matter where you are that's a possibility so again if you don't want those possibilities don't say the word next if we're talking about a social socially changing this i feel like those two instances will iron everything out those that are african-american or black or dominican that you know whatever color that is not white that want to use that word use that word if it's socially acceptable then you can use that in that socially acceptable circle. If it's not socially acceptable, you'll find out pretty quickly by either somebody being disgusted or somebody saying, I don't want to hear it, or somebody ghosting you because they don't want to be around that type of person. So at the end of the day, if you don't know how to use it, if you don't want to use it, or if you're using it wrong, don't use it. Yeah, I feel like that's just, that's pretty common sense. So I don't think there needs to be a big change. I just think people need to be respectful and uh, just an umpteenth empathetic of other people.
0: That's all. One hundred percent, Rob. You said it best, man. In fact, I, I was gonna say something to follow up on that, but I think we should leave it at that. Coming from both of us, who are uh, as objective as it can be, you have um, uh, we're both biracial, right? We both got mixed parents. Me, and my mom's African American, um, of dark of dark persuasion. Actually, my father's Irish and Swedish American. Um, for me, I always say something that makes a lot of black people uncomfortable. Um, I, I always say, you never know how racist a black how racist a black man can be um, until they see someone who's mixed (laughs) until they see someone who's both, you know, you, 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 I mean, you you really want to test the limits of someone's tolerance or racism have, have, have an all white group or an all black group, look at someone who's mixed. So, I mean, the, the one race, if we're a race that no one seems to give a shit about it, you know, is us. And I'm, and, and you, made a very, very general way of just everybody just being cooperative about it, you know, and make sure words matter, right? And consequences matter. Very well mm-hmm. said, Rob. And I meant to shut up. I meant to leave what you said. Damn it, Rob. I meant to just leave what you said as is and let that let that swirl in people's head because that, that's important, man. We, we, we you know, I mean, we're, we're, we're all about sports and this and that, but once again, if this issue seeps into sports, we got to talk about it. But, God, bravo. Bravo, Rob. Keep it McLean, McLean. Well said, my man. Well said. All right. All right, I ain't sucking up to you no more, man. Let me, let's get on to the next topic. The next topic is quick question. Quick question. La, la. Rob, quick question. Should Aaron Rodgers stay with Green Bay? No. <laughs> 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 All right. Yes. I say yes. Quick question. <laughs> Big Ben um, is supposed to sign with the Steelers and is expected to stay there for two years. Thumbs up or thumbs down? Thumbs up. Got to go thumbs up. I mean, your other choices are Haskins or, or, or Rudolph. Rudolph. Quick question. No, I'm going to say this for last because that's not really quick. Skip that one. Um, Quick question. KD said development drives him, not titles. Are you buying that, or do you call BS?
1: Yeah, because the only way that man could win a title is with Golden State, so I'm going to say yes.
0: I'll call BS. He is there. He is at the Nets for the title and for the title only. I do not buy it. Mr. Mm. S- Mr. I think he's just
1: talking about himself, though. I, I think what, what drives him is, is the development of being the best, because that was always his thing is he wants to be the best. He wants to be better than LeBron, better than Michael not necessarily about the title. So I think that is really, really true about him.
0: All right, quick question. Miles' dunk on Clint Capella, is that best dunk of the year or do you go with Edwards?
1: So far, I mean, I think Miles Bridges has had a couple Look dunk of that. the year candidates, that's just, honestly.
0: That's cool. that's what you call freeze posterization, dude.
1: Oof. God. You know, and I had to say, Anthony Edwards' dunk is pretty dope because I didn't see him actually, like, land on the guy. But uh, yeah, I mean, Dude. when you go body to body with somebody, that's like that's Vince Carter, uh, you know, yes. right there. And that's what so. Which is. one? That's Vince Carter to me. No, you but know? which it's one? You, like,
0: which one you like out of the two? Uh, I mean, I got to go with Bridges.
1: Yeah. I got to go with Bridges.
0: Yeah, I. Me too. I'm a prisoner of the moment, but it is what it is. Um, quick question: uh, Whitaker against Gastelum, who wins?
1: Um. Oof, I I want to say, like, heart of hearts, I think Gaslam, but, you know, Whittaker is just, he's a winner. He knows how to win. He doesn't know how to beat p- people, but he knows how to win. I go so Bobby
0: I, Knuckles. I go Whitaker. Yeah. Jeremy Stevens against Jakar Close. I go um, Stevens. Jakar Close has been, he's been out of the cage too long.
1: Yeah, but Stevens, man. Eh. Mm-hmm. I'll go a toss-up on that. It's going to be a tie.
0: All right, and last one. <laughs> last one. We'll do the third one. Orlowski against Chase Sermon.
1: I mean, I'll go Chase Sherman on that one.
0: I'll go Chase Sherman, too. Cool. That's all they get. But watch out for Ramos. Watch out for Pena. And Alexander Romanov, I think, is going to be 14-0 and as well. Jessica on the on the card. Not bad. There's Mershart, like you were talking about. Cool, man. Mm-hmm. Um, Quick question. Does Vittori deserve a title shot against Israel Adesanya?
1: Hell no. But then again, you're like who else is there? You know, so no. <laughs>
0: I say yes. His last loss was 2018 against um, against Adesanya, and he's done nothing but win out since. And if these guys, these top five, don't don't want to move and and feign injuries to take more time off to keep their ranking, I let this kid That's jump I mean. the line. You know, let this. this That's what I mean. The if line. there's
1: no one else there, yep. yeah. But at the end of the day, I think he's still gotta move up to like two or three to get that shot.
0: All right, quick question. Connor McGregor verbally calls off the fight against Dustin Poirier in July amid claims that um Dustin said he'd never donated to his charity like he said he would. His people reached out to Connor's people. Connor's people have not reached out back. The question is should Dustin care?
1: Uh should Dustin care? No. I, I think he's beaten Connor. I don't see Connor winning another fight against anybody. And the top five of any division, honestly, I think he's kind of off the game. So, yeah, yeah, you know, I feel like he's just smoking mirrors now.
0: I got the tweet up. And while people are reading the tweet, I got to go with you on this one. I think Connor's mad that he got called out on the social network uh, on this because his, I mean, his generosity really is more, if you look at his pattern for generosity, it's, it's, it's how he benefits from it. So I've never seen that guy do something for nothing. You know, there's always something where it comes back at him, you know, and in, um, in some kind of monetary way. So to me, it's like the dragon healing himself in the crowd as well that, about what he did for himself. You know, we could say we could say that about a lot of people in volleyball, too. Right. So um, and this is um, this was um, Poirier's tweet back. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty cool. All right. That's the end. That's it. That's all I got for a quick question. Um, Yep, that's it. Before we go, hey, big up to um, Hideki Matsuyama, who won the Masters. I'm not a big golf guy, but when a Japanese-born guy gets a green jacket, you got to give it its due attention, so congratulations to him. Um, Next week, we're definitely going to talk about a lot of volleyball. We got um, Cancun coming up. You know, we got all the conference championships for beach volleyball, the WCCs, the uh, Pac-10. We got... um, Big West, I think coming the week after. A lot of beach volleyball, all eyes, so Rob, get on. I know, I know you got to dust this. You got to come, come out of practice, dust the sand off, and indulge with me and chat a little bit about this stuff. Okay? Yeah, no problem. All right, Rob, I got, that's all I got, bruh. That is all I have, Rob. G, is there anything you'd like to say to the people, to the American people, to the Australian people, to my Argentines, to the Russian people? who are listening. What do you got to say?
1: Just stay safe, stay happy.
0: Rob says stay safe, stay happy. And that is said out of love. Rob's got love for you, but me? Nah. No love for you guys today. In fact, I'm out of here. All right? I'm hungry. I'm tired. And I'm already fat. And I intend on getting fatter. Quarantine 15. Here we come. The job is almost complete. For Rob, keep it. McLean. McLean, this is episode 62. This is Sports Debate Tuesday. We did it, man. We're out. Nah. Come check out the Option Podcast on optiondb.com. It's also available on iTunes and Spotify and on YouTube under the NY Varsity Sports Angel. You're going to love what you hear.